0: Hey, what's going on world? It's your guy Diego and Miss Portia Call. Hey guys, I want to say thank you guys so much for all the support that you have been giving the repair room. I want to say that um, our last episode um, what was it called? Why? Why? Are you all up in my business? It um, has been receiving great accolades and we've been getting a lot of reviews on it. It's really really been amazing. We've um, gotten people to reach out to us from co-workers to friends to family members and um, it just really really um, let us know that we've been doing the work of God because people are starting to ask things within themselves and question things within themselves to actually feel like that the repair process is a valuable thing so I want to say thank you guys so much so much for all the support now before I get deep into this next episode, I want to wish my counterpart over here, my girl, my boo boo, my sugar, a happy birthday. Now, it has been two days. I'm, yeah, we know be two days. Like, okay, cool. But um, I will tell you that the reason why that is is that first of all, we're celebrating her birthday. But for the past week, this woman has been working and doing more work. And more work and for those of you guys who know her know us, we have multiple businesses, uh, we still hold full-time jobs and this woman has been probably living off of two to three hours of sleep per day, sometimes less than that, uh, sometimes working 24 hours with clients and more work plus work equals more work is equivalent to just work. So uh, we hadn't even really had time to do anything. So it's not that we uh, our intentions were to put you guys on the back burner. We just had so much to do. So we're actually recording this from our vacation, staycation, birthdaycation, actually for her uh and sunny uh meiko um and so this is what we're doing so on um, her birthday morning she said it would be okay if we can take the time to do god's work on her birthday we're supposed to be celebrating she's supposed to be getting her back tonight uh and her toes were up right now but she was so gracious enough to say you know what let's do the podcast on my birthday so i want to say happy birthday to my love this woman is more than amazing uh she took 35 trips around the sun, and I'm sitting here telling her birthday age and the age of <laughs> her birthdays and stuff. Baby, I'm sorry, I know I ain't supposed to be telling folks, but uh, more than amazing. Um, a true soulmate. And uh, I learned that a soulmate is not necessarily a person that makes you feel all uh, warm and fuzzy all the time, and uh, they resonate in your spirit, but they are the person that uh, takes a mirror and holds it up to you so you can receive the reflections of your soul that you're kind of uh you're spinning out into the the universe so she has done that she she does that day after day lets you know things that i need to work on i need to improve on and uh, ultimately making me better so i want to say happy birthday to this woman if i can get 35 years from the lord with her i'll be okay mm-hmm. so baby tell the people what's happening
1: happening, y'all? Thank back. you, honey. Um, yes, I am in sunny Mexico celebrating my birthday with uh, the love of my life. Uh, I appreciate him so much. It does not even feel like my birthday, N- and not in a negative way, but because everything that he has done for me today thus far um, and yesterday to make this happen for me, he does on a daily basis, just in different ways regions of the world, whether we are at home in Florida or out of the country, um, whether we are at his original home in Houston, Texas, it just does not matter where we are. He is going to make sure that he gives and gives and and goes above and beyond to ensure that I am happy. So I am happy to say that I don't have to look forward to one day of the year or two days out of the year um, to be celebrated because he truly does celebrate me every day. He truly does gift me every day. It's my dog. (laughs) Literally. It's my dog. uh, Every day. So this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm-hmm. We will rejoice and be, be glad, glad in it. Hallelujah. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in and listening on my um, birthday. We really do appreciate you guys. And we are going to get into it because we got stuff to do. You
0: no, know I'm talking about? Yeah, she got to go get her background. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, today is a podcast. It's going to be a little bit un- unorthodox from what you probably have been listening to. We um, put out our episodes. Uh, This is, I guess, a subject that has been resonating with both of us. Um, And it kind of started, I'm going to say, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, if so. I found myself uh, actually um, apologizing to my sugar because I'm not necessarily anything that I had done in particular. It was more so I started to realize something that thing was is that we have been conditioned and I'm just going to speak freely and be open and transparent with this and at first I do definitely want to say I'm not trying to ridicule really my brothers um, I'm, I'm a black man myself right um, and I'm not really really trying to do all those things because black men we are powerful we are kings uh, we are the head of households we should be the East standard but um, I apologize to her because I really understood that we have never been really trained to properly, properly should I say, I'm sorry, to love our women. We have never been properly trained, and so a lot of times we uh, create these uh, these mantras. Uh, whether it is in money over bitches, is these uh, hoes ain't loyal, all these different sorts of things, and. Really understanding that I our women have been conditioned to react in the ways because we haven't been, been educated on how to truly love them. And so I end up apologizing to her. And as she stated before, I don't treat her anything less than the queen that she is. It never happens. And even things, times when I know that I'm out of pocket, which I can be at times because, you know, I'm all over the place. And it's never in, in a way of disrespect. I find myself apologizing because I don't ever want to make her feel uncomfortable or feel some sort of way. But those things actually come from conditioning. So today's episode is entitled, uh, I'm broke. And I'm not talking about, you know, your, your pockets or your paycheck. I'm talking about the condition that this world has left the black man in and how our brokenness has created a broken woman in our society, Right? So, um, like I said, this episode is just just to shed some light on the fragility that has been placed on our people, our culture, and our lives. The black man, if you really understand this, is the most hated, broken, enslaved species walking this planet, but he's also the most feared. The intelligence, the strength, and the fortitude that naturally exudes in our DNA is the most feared thing. And... When I go through some things, I'm going to prove it to you. Because of this, the powers that be set out on a mission to break us and to continue to break us and to keep us broke. Because they do understand that if we ever were to heal completely, be powerful completely, we would go back into dominance. If you guys are history buffs like myself, if you go back and uh, go to ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Kemet, right? In Africa. The people that look like us, um, people with our skin hue, the melanated people, the most brilliant, the most smart. I mean, when I tell you these guys created things, we didn't have the technology of the computers that we have today to be able to build pyramids. If you guys know anything about this, in ancient Egypt, they were building pyramids. And in the States, we didn't really figure it out to the mid 90s how to do it. How did they actually do it? Because we couldn't do it. When you think about the brilliance of our people, our men, our black men, we set the standard for the world in our native land. Uh, So when they started to understand this, they were like, well, what we have to do is create something, create a way to break them physically, spiritually, so we can own this technology and we can actually prosper, you know, and create things like capitalism and we can prosper because... Wakanda was actually a real thing, but um, what I want to do is that I want to start with a a, a story, right? Now, before I actually jump down this rabbit hole, I want to ask my sugar uh, a question. I got a few questions I'm going to be asking her about throughout this podcast. Um, And the first question is, love, uh, in what ways have you seen black men around you exude some detrimental and broken behaviors?
1: I think the most current current behavior that I witnessed this morning uh, I was scrolling online you know I like to read the news
0: and
1: figure out what's going on with current events but today's uh, news was a little different and we were talking about uh, the, the baby and him getting into an altercation mm. with uh, the mother of his child's brother and um, oftentimes, what we see is our black brothers fighting each other, shooting each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: having this crab-in-the-bucket um, mentality, don't want to see each other win, want to pull each other down, uh, snaking each other behind their mm-hmm. back, whether it's with your woman or that it's part. with your business, yeah. it's with your money. Yeah. Um, this struggle mentality uh, has really done a number on on, on our brothers as far as uh, nice. broken behaviors and then not to even mention the broken behaviors that are exemplified in um, relationships you know Damn. maybe they didn't have a good relationship with their mother and so they don't trust women mm-hmm. or their father wasn't a part of their life so they don't know how to truly be a man and what all a man entails you know they get it from the streets, or what they homeboys say, or maybe they have a far distant uncle that does the best that he can do, you know, with what he has, um, with the time that is given right. to try to teach his nephew how to be a man. But let's just be honest: if you don't have a man in your life on a day-to-day basis, it's hard. It's hard to to rear up a, a, a young boy into a full a full-grown man and him understanding what it is. Um, that it entails to, to be a man. So that's just some of the things. I mean, you know, this can get deep. You know, it'll probably take two or three episodes, episodes yeah. for us to it really will. unpack all of this. Right, right. But that's just some of the stuff that you see on a, on a daily basis.
0: Right, right. Oh, absolutely right. It's um, it's uncanny. A lot of times I, I talk with my uh, close relative, what up, real, um, about these things where we're running into these young adults and I did a lot of um, counseling with the young adults in my previous church, how that's ill-prepared that they are for the world. But like I said that's another thing. So what I want to do is that I want you guys to, we're gonna take a deep dive into history. So I'm going to, I'm really, really, when I say I'm a history buff, I know a whole lot about these subjects because I've spent countless hours reading. I'm gonna try not to bore you guys too much. But I do want you to imagine something for me. So when you listen to this podcast. Everything I'm about to say, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture this so you can feel this. Because what I need to do is create a description of where the brokenness, where it started. Like, it, it, there was a foundation to this. And I know there's been plenty of times where we've heard people like, slavery happened so long ago. It happened 403 years ago. Um, you guys should get over You, you know... Kanye, slavery was a charge, Things of that sort. You know, it's, it's it's over and done with. No, the ramifications of slavery over four centuries ago still are exuded today in everything that we do. They understood that they couldn't keep up with that brutal, murderous ways. At that particular, it, it couldn't it couldn't sustain itself. So what they actually had to do is that we're going to create a system that is going to be continuous. It has to be a perpetual state of breaking year after year, century after century, because they want to be able to keep a, uh, I guess, keep keep the power, right? So um, we're going to start, let's go back to 1619. That was the year that slavery actually really started when it was first documented so i want you to imagine you're at home you're in your home your domain your house you have your wife your woman uh even if you guys are not married you guys are living together but if you're in 16 19 that is your wife right your wife your beautiful wife she is maintaining the home you have your kids you have your daughters there and um It's just a normal day, a normal, normal day, right? All of a sudden, you have a score of men that don't share your same hue, that don't look like you. Um, You can tell that they're human, but uh, once again, they're not melanated like you. Their eyes are blue, long, stringy hair, and they're coming in with these things, these weapons that you don't necessarily know what they are, okay? So as they're coming into your domain You're trying to fight and protect your family These men drag you outside of your home And put you on full display In front of everyone okay. Now they beat you Almost until you're unconscious Just keep you conscious enough To be able to just uh, see And to process what is Or try to process what is about to happen They take your wife and they ravage her and rape her and beat her over and over and over again. They pass her around as if she's just a wastebasket, you know, being continuously dumped into by the next suitor over and over again. And she's almost, you know, just um, unconscious and she sees that you're trying to fight back, but she knows that you can't because she's trying to save your life as well. Then they take your baby girl, your daughter, your seed, and they do the same thing to her. And both you and the mother, y'all fighting and trying to save your child, but they're still beating you to the point where you're just unconscious and you can't fight back. Right? They take your sons and these young black boys they castrate them, and guess what? And then they do the same to you, and they rape you in front of your whole entire community, right? This is just a piece, a small piece of what slavery was and what it did. But just that that uh, description of the story, I want you guys to understand just how vast That part was like, it it was such a big thing that ended up destroying our, uh, just our dichotomy of how we are supposed to be with each other. So the first thing that they end up doing is that even though this woman understood that her man was over here getting beat to death, right? He, He couldn't fight back. But even those particular sorts of seeds, that minutia is being planted into her head. The first thing first thing she realized at that moment was he cannot protect me. Not against this, he cannot protect me. When she sees him get castrated and beat to a pole and raped, the next thing she realized he can't protect himself. Right? The third thing that she ends up realizing as her kids are getting ravaged and beat and turned into these, quote unquote, indentured servants. It's nothing he can do to protect our home. Those things are the things that resonated over the centuries. That's where the brokenness started because that's where it still is today, right? When a woman sees that you cannot protect her because the the natural law of nature is for men is to provide and to protect. So once again, to break someone into slavery, you have to break them physically, spiritually, and mentally. So the physical, the body can heal. But when it comes into breaking the spirit and the soul and putting these images into their head, once again, I cannot protect you, I cannot protect myself, I cannot protect my family. So you have centuries of that. We go on throughout slavery, that's what it is. When Massa wants to have our black women, He can't protect me, so guess what? I got to go, and i come out, even though I love you, and you're my wife and my woman. We've seen it in all sorts of movies, Roots and 12 Years a Slave, where we have to allow our women, the ones that we're supposed to be protecting. There's another man that says, no, I want her, and there's nothing you can do about it, so I'm going to take her from you. So right there, her trust has been broken. <clears throat> so, I'm not going to dig deep into slavery. There's so many different pieces and layers into that. So, we're going to skip to 1863 <coughs> where slavery was abolished. It was abolished. We were put back into a society where we had nothing. Once again, we went from 1619 to 1863. We have nothing. The woman understands that, you know, we were enslaved together. Natural order of things provided to protect. 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation happens in 1865. Once again, we don't have anything, but we cannot provide a protector. So we're out here in the elements. We are with our woman, our kids, we don't have anything. So we're gonna fast forward in the early 1900s, 1920s, before and beyond. So when the country was going through the Great uh, Depression, there was one group of people who were flourishing and were millionaires. Anybody who knows the story of Marcus Garvey understands that this man is the reason why we have a Wall Street. Now, he created Black Wall Street. That that uh, that whole, uh whole blueprint was taken and used to create Wall Street. The powers that be. They burned everything down. Put him on forefront display. Once again, a man, a black man, they end up creating things such as Rosewood, things of that sort, end up getting it burned down, just in, and doing it in public to show people, like, you know what, you can't do anything to protect yourself. Now, these are the images that are being placed into our black women's head. So, once again, like I said, I'm just jumping through the years. We go up to the early 70s. The Black Panthers create something called WIC, right? And this is supposed to be to help children and families, Right? This is what it's really supposed to be. If a mother has lost their um, husband in the war or whatever the case may be, or uh, something happens with the family, it doesn't uh, stay together. The community itself, every time, and I want you guys to understand how every time we have had in history where our people have tried to mend and tried to heal and tried to mend um, our community and create a real family structure, the powers that be end up breaking it down. So... WIC is created by the Black Panthers to help make sure the family structure stays in place. It takes a village to raise a community. Powers that be come in and tells and takes over making a part of the government. Black woman, if you were to keep this black man out of your home, if you do not get married, if you have more children out of wedlock, if you have more boys, we would give you more resources with WIC we can give you the food we can give you the money we can even give you uh, a residence we can give you that if you keep the black man out of your home so now early 70s you have this whole structure set up to keep the black man out of a home so if a black woman understands this now he never could protect me over the centuries we learned that he could not protect me he could not protect himself now I have a whole nother different resource to be able to get the, um, get the things that I actually need to live and survive and take care of my kids. Why do I need this black man? All right. So once again, we're going to fast forward. Uh, we're going to go into the mid eighties, early nineties. <clears throat> There's this awesome, um, uh, culture of music that I love so much. And my sugar, she loves a whole lot too. It's called hip hop, Right. Now, before hip hop started, of course, we had all these different uh, genres of music. But hip hop started in the late '70s, I think '76. <clears throat> Sugar Hill Gang. It was about the DJ, the graffiti artist, and the breakdancer. It was about partying. We parted. We party. Um, we had music. It was a little risque, but it wasn't anything demeaning our women. Public Enemy, KRS-One. Chuck D these guys come along and they start to create a powerful movement where they are trying to mend 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 the black family put the structure back into place and then once again the powers that be they break it again <clears throat> and this time they understand the power of music how quickly it can reach the masses how quickly it can be spewed throughout all our people you have unfortunately and I still am fans of it because I'm a musician myself you have the two shorts and the Uncle Luke's of the world. Creating music that just denigrates out women, right? This actually starts the separation again. It starts it again. And so this pendulum continues to swing and it's a mindset. Uh, I was talking to one of my good friends, Dr. Wallace. I'm going to get back into it in a second. Talking to him and he was really explaining to me how... If you do not deny a bad behavior when you hear hear it or when you see it, if you don't deny something negative when you first encounter it, it begins to instantly place a seed into your mind. Now, some are maybe stronger than others, but if you're thinking about the type of music that we have now, I hear it all the time where there is always these references to degrade women. It always is. You've seen it with the recent comments on Ricky Smiley's son, who's 15 years old, and said the reason why he doesn't necessarily want to deal with black women is because he's never had a great experience with black women. Well, you're 15 years old, bro. You haven't experienced a black woman. You haven't. So what you're doing is that you are hearing about things, these stories, maybe running into some some black girls who have maybe little issues or whatever the case at home, but you're 15. You haven't lived long enough to experience a black woman, but you are also creating... This whole mantra Within yourself That black women Are no no good Like what, what are we doing We are continuously Keeping this torn Uh Fragment Of ideas On how we treat Our black women So I'm going to jump Into something real quick Um I'm going to ask My sugar another question So I can kind of Bring me and this story together So baby As a black woman What is the most Degrading thing That you've seen Or you've experienced Um uh, that a black man is done.
1: Um that's such a layered question. What is the most degrading thing that I haven't seen or experienced? Um, it's layered because it's just so many different levels of hurt um and degrading that takes place. I mean. You can t- we can talk about domestic violence. I mean, just beating on your woman, you know, choking her out, beating on her, dragging her, spitting on her. I mean, it gets it gets serious. You know, it, that that's that's a form, a serious form of of degrading and disrespect. Uh, cheating on her, cheating on her with her family members, her friends, you know, her cousins. I mean, the disrespect is real out here, you know, so I, I if I had to just hone in on one thing in particular, it's so much that comes to mind right now that I probably couldn't even just narrow it down.
0: Mm. Whew. So I'm, I had to interject right there and, and take that in. And if you guys who are listening to this today, when you understand that when she responds like that, because I understood it, it's saying that I've experienced and I've seen so much trauma on how the thing that's supposed to provide and has, was supposed to protect me has created. I really can't pinpoint. I really can't eloquently describe everything that I've seen and done and been through. And that's a travesty, right? That, that really is. That's that's really it's heartbreaking. So I wanted to ask that question because now, as I've just gave a brief description of how society and how um, slavery has continued to break, to actually break us. And I wanted to see, I guess, trying to explain a little bit now how that brokenness is, it resides in us and how we continue to break them. So as we talked about slavery a moment ago, how it was put into us and how it reacts in in our everyday, day to day. Uh, interactions with black women You know, to-
1: honey I'm sorry not to interject I want to say something because I know we try to do a good time to um, not run over time but you know I was sitting here and I was thinking and we often times have these uh, one off conversations like we did last week about um, music and hip hop and when did the whole degrading women you know by way of music start but what I can't seem to narrow down, and I think we kind of touched on it when we were talking about music, but I don't quite remember, is when did it become popular to have multiple women? Mm. You know, when I know it it was probably years back because, you know, Granddad used to have a family outside of his wife, you know. And inside family and outside mm-hmm. kids, you know, knew to keep their distance. Mm-hmm. You know, the woman would never bring that that stuff to his front door. Right. You know, as they as they would say. But I guess I'm trying to figure out: does slavery have anything to do with with that? Because yes. you you think you think so? Oh,
0: absolutely. Hmm. And and that's and that's that's really like the super unfortunate thing about slavery. Now, some would argue that you know. It has always been a way where, you know, uh, we were never supposed to be monogamous and we can have as many women that we can take care of and provide for us on and so forth, whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of instances that may be true, that's what history tells us, right? But in our culture, in our culture, the, the actually African culture, and you did have some kings who had concubines, things of that sort. But if you guys go back and study African culture, it was family. It was that particular family. You took care of your family. That was your wife. That was your spouse. There are still some villages today that have community families. So I won't say that for those of you guys who have really study history, it's still out there. But the nucleus of how Africa ran itself how it was even in in uh certain parts of ancient kingdom in the first initial bible it was family. Then the king and the pharaohs, things of that sort of had those different things, the concubines, but it wasn't like that.
1: Oh, honey, you are so right. As much as I read the Bible, I should have remembered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you are so right. right. They, yeah, they, you are right. We were
0: born into that. Yeah, we were actually born into that. And so now when we come talking about slavery, we were actually born into it. And then the new law came, and it came, and then it was supposed to be you were cling to one woman, that one woman cling to you. Now, what slavery taught us once again, now they made it public, right? Of course, the king had his concubines, things of that sort, but these things wasn't, wasn't uh, public and celebrated. What slavery did was that, I can have you, I can have a wife, and my wife knows that I'm going to go out here and sleep and rape one of these slaves anytime I want to. They know these other slave masters can come over here and do those things, Pick one of these slave girls. Go ahead and have a baby. You got mixed kids. That's the reason why we have so many different skin hues. Because right now we are mixed with so many different uh, races that that slavery end up teaching those things. Um, Now, what is it celebrating, right? Once again, we go back and try to mend it and correct it. Through you know our programs And the things that we start Rosewood uh, The the Black Wall Street uh, With the Black Panthers We end up trying to fix it When it becomes so popular in music um, When I would say when we Lost value for each other When you had the Uncle Luke's And the two shorts If she's nothing but a bitch A female dog in heat if I've lost respect for the woman, that means that I have put her on such a lower level that I don't necessarily need to value her. So now it's popular where I can have her, like people who raise dogs, because that's if you put it into that, that type of context. If I'm a, if I raise dogs, I have a kennel. I have a bunch of dogs. If you're a bitch, that's what it is. She a bitch, she's a bitch. I got a bunch of them, so it's popularized. It's, 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 it's glorified. That's really what it is. And um,
1: Well, was there ever value placed on a black woman then, if that's the case?
0: Yeah, it was. It was. When?
1: I mean, if we're talking about, you know, over in um, Africa and back in the biblical days, to me, that just feels like we were always viewed as property. I don't see the real value in that.
0: Right. Well, I would tell you this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But there's also parts of the Bible where you had these queens. Queen Esther was black. Nebuchadnezzar's wife. Nebuchadnezzar was black. Um, these values as properties. Yes, these kings and things. They had these other women and concubines. But these queens were heralded across the, the. You know, the queen of Persia. She was black. Um, Cleopatra, the original one, was black.
1: Oh yeah, can't deny our black queen. Yeah. yeah, a queen is a queen It doesn't matter where you put her But we're talking about the value right. That's placed on her And the value that's placed on her by a black man Right You know, just because somebody does not value you Doesn't make you any less than what you really are mm-hmm. But um It's just how the world Sees you, views you mm-hmm. How our men see us and view us I mean, because I, I, I think until Our black men View us as such and hold us to the regard in which we deserve. We're going to forever be undervalued, underappreciated, right. mistreated um, in the world. So it really, it really starts with with
0: it's the men, right? But yeah. so if we never learned, and that's what I was going into that part. So I'm gonna bring it back, in, and we're gonna jump back to the music before we end as well. Um, I was gonna say how it was that those mindsets and those teachings help us denigrate. you Right, so as you stated, that was there ever a time? Yes, those queens, those black women, they, they were Harold, like those in our days in Africa. You had those black mothers, like I said, Wakanda was a real thing at one time, not with all the pageantry, but it was a real thing where black women were, were put on that particular sort of pedestal. You didn't, you did not disrespect them, they were not in this place of um, of just. Being felt and seen as property they, they really were Now a lot of times in these books and things of that sort We end up only seeing Those things Whether it's in the bible Or whether it's in pop culture um, We only end up seeing the things where the, Our women are degraded But they they were So To get back to the question How is it that we end up viewing our women Actually kind of spews onto them And you know puts them at this lower level So when slavery ended up teaching us, you know, how to have this separatism, um, remember like in the 19, early 1900s, 1960s, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, the black women, and especially on the West Coast in the United States, the black family was starting to mend again. Where women end up holding jobs Because it wasn't like that in the South Women start actually holding jobs uh, Taking care of their families Women were really, really catered to If you do any research about how it was In in, in those particular areas Especially on the West Coast Women were treated as as such Had high um, value paying jobs Men really, really dedicated themselves To their women And actually put them on this pedestal Um, That movie where we had the... uh, the black queens who end up working in aerospace. These women were put on a particular pedestal. What ends up happening is that everything in society ends up coming back to us, and we take that. We take that same amount of energy, the things that we have learned. It's almost like a a light switch that ends up getting flipped, right? We hear it in the music. We hear it in something. We still have our mentality that we are If I'm a king and I do whatever the heck I want to do, um, I don't necessarily have to cater to this woman. I don't necessarily, she's still a piece of property. She's still exactly what I want her to end up to be. And that has been created. That stuff is in everything from media to marketing to music. It ends up resonating and rekindling our ideas of what you guys are and what we have deemed you to be. Like, there is no repercussion, right? If you think about it, what repercussion do black men have in treating their woman less than? Baby, is there? No, there, there, there is no repercussion. <clears throat> in a lot of other cultures, women are held to a certain particular sort of standard. And there are repercussions. If you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you cheat on your wife or if you do certain things to your wife, that's that's a crime it's 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 ridiculous so you can get killed for things of that sort in certain cultures in certain aspects but we're almost out of far out of time and i just want to touch on this real quick um which you already stated that you do you said um the question was do you feel like the denigration of black women has been normalized and i know you already touched on that but what do you feel like we can do to change the narrative
1: like, yeah, it definitely has been normalized. Um, You know, we have a heart for this kind of stuff um, in terms of wanting to change the narrative. However, it's really going to take more Black men being more vocal, more supportive, and displaying by way of demonstration, public demonstration, which men don't like to do. But a, a lot of times they don't like to do it because they got other things going on outside of you know, their wife. Um, but it's going to take men just being loud and radical and really esteeming their woman. And once they make it a trend, because people love trends and people like to follow trends and they want to do what's popular. So you guys have to find a way to make it a trend again. Make it popular to love your woman out loud, proud, and on purpose. Um, Until then, we're going to stay stuck in this quicksand that we are in. And there are a few um, who we talk about all the time. But when we talk about them, it's the same few that we are mentioning it who who does put their woman where... They belong on that pedestal, such as your Papoose's, uh, your Russells. Russell Wilson, um, Barack Obama, right. um, LeBron James, right. Ice Cube. Right, right. After that,
0: it's not too
1: many. Yeah, it, 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 we really start to trim the list down. And, and so you know, that's all I got, honey. It's really disheartening, you know, to know that this is where we are. Because our black women do give so much still to our black men, and we're not perfect, you know, women have their ways too. Um, But I think a lot of that hurt and and trauma has really turned us into beasts because we don't feel valued, we don't feel, you know, appreciated, we don't feel protected, we don't feel like our love is honorable. Um, And we have been so hurt, broken, and bruised by our men. Um, even our fathers you know daddy issues you know we can't we can touch on that you know next week but all in all I think the remedy is going to be as I already stated it's just loving your woman out loud proud and on purpose even when you're around your guys you know mentioning her you know on social medias because that's this is the world that we live in there was a time that you didn't have to to do that right. but it seems almost like a, a must now you know doing it in such a way where people know where you stand and it cannot be questioned right. and hopefully we can just begin to see the positive effects that you know these actions will start to to have and, and take place and, and we can restore ourselves right. back into where we need to be you know as black men and black women right. Right.
0: I absolutely agree with that love and i'm going to end it um on a quick story and talk about this so you're absolutely right loving you guys loud and proud and letting people know where we stand for uh, our queens uh, i'm going to add on top of that start correcting be- the behaviors right now because uh, we went through and talked about it and i didn't get a chance to jump into <clears throat> really how the pendulum swings on how we <coughs> spew our brokenness I did get a chance to talk about ACEs, uh, which is something that I will we'll talk about in the next podcast, where we talk about compound traumas, because we're way past PTSD, and how our PTSD, but ACEs will explain to you how our traumas start to resonate in our actions, and those actions, how, you know, how they affect our whether well, I didn't get a chance to jump into that, because like I said, this is layered, <coughs> but... When I'm talking about correcting behaviors, and I'm just going to talk about myself, right? I'm going to tell a quick story. We're going to be done because we uh, way past time. Well, we got about three minutes. I can trim it down some, but uh, correcting behaviors. I had a behavior where I would get into a space where if it's... um, I'm not happy with my current situation in relationship. Um, I'm not going to say that I would go in physically cheating because that's not what I do. I'm not the one who just continuously cre- uh, uh, creates infidelity, which I was transparent about that one time before. But that was that's not something that I continuously want to look at and do. Um, I really flourish in monogamy. I'm one of those people. But conversating. And as my sugar was talking about earlier, when did it become so when acceptable just to have more than one woman? But conversating with the opposite sex, opposite sex, and one of the things that I've started to work on, and I'd say even started, been working on, is that if I am talking to someone of the opposite sex, what I do is that the conversation that I have, I'm actually always constantly asking myself, could I have this conversation in front of my woman? Could I be able to engage with this woman in front of my woman and she still feels like she's safe and secure in her space as being my woman, right? Um, those are the things of behaviors that I want to always make sure that I'm exuding at every level and every day and every time. Because if our conversation veers off in any place and it's not supposed to be, I let my mind wander off in any place and it's not supposed to be, then you end up having a Pandora's box. Infidelity starts to happen, things of that sort. So we we don't end up doing that. And a quick story that I was said I wanted to grab jump into. My godson is going to the Air Force soon, and uh, he called me and talked about it. We chopped it up, and he was saying how he was so happy about finally get ever to leave and go live his life. And he has a girlfriend. Uh, they've been together for three years. And um, I was um, speaking with him, and uh, I asked him, like, yo, so you and your girl, y'all going to stay together, or y'all going to break it off if you going to the Air Force? He was like, nah, OG, I think uh, we're going to end up breaking off. I said, well, I kind of understand that you're going to be in your own space. You know, you're not going to really have time to, you know, flourish in that relationship or uh, give into that relationship, and you guys are going to be so far away. He was like, nah, well, no, she's moving close to where I'll be in uh, basic training app. And where i be at, you know, she's, she can be where I'm I said, okay, um, what's the reason why you don't want to keep the relationship? And um, he stated, well, you know, I'm going to be in the Air Force, you know, I may just want to, you know, dibble and dabble with another woman, this, that, and the third, or whatever the case may be, and I don't want to hurt her. And I said, okay, well, that is how that is commendable, because you don't want to hurt her. Why do you feel that you need to dibble and dabble with other women? And this is, I'm just going to stop it right there, because what I begin to tell him is the reason why he shouldn't. And this is when I talk about correcting the behaviors and start to heal the process with our black women. It starts with that particular sort of situations, those conversations with our younger black men. Why do you need to lay down on every woman that you see? Why you want to leave yourself, yeah, I want to be free because I need to experience these, these different things, I need to experience this woman, this woman. And we don't even understand a lot of times when we laying down with these multiple different women, what we're doing, we're compounding women. We're compounding energies. We're getting these soul ties. So by the time you are ready to lay down or to get married to a woman you have in your head, I want a woman who has we say box where I'm from. She has the box of Keisha and she has the body of. This girl, and she has the mouth of this girl, and she can do this like this girl, and she can do this like this girl. Now, you have a conglomerate of women in your head that you want this one woman to be able to please you in all these 78, whatever, however your body count, these different ways. This is what you want, and that is an unfair uh, unfair thing to bring to this one particular woman. You are condensing one woman. <clears throat> this and all these different women that you've been with Into one woman and expecting her To be able to please you in that way And so once you get away from this woman And this is how infidelity starts with her <clears throat> With us We go out We see a woman that looked like another woman that we used to be with And we start imagining Because men, we're vivid we're, we, we paint the pictures in our head Oh, I wonder if she looked like this And I wonder if she feel like this Or, oh, she looked like this girl I used to mess with <clears throat> Oh, she could be like this. That starts. So we need to start having these conversations with our younger generation and letting them know. You know what? It is okay for you to be by yourself. It's better than to marry, than to burn. But meaning that stay by yourself, stay single, learn yourself, learn who you are, create for yourself. And then when you're ready to give yourself to a woman, you can do that. But don't be out here just all willy-nilly giving yourself to multiple women, compounding women, compounding these soul ties, and then you bringing that to a woman. She can't compete with those things, and you out here cheating on her and hurt her and break her. So with that being said, we done for today. Um Please check us out on The Repair Room. Um, or oh, it's Facebook. On <laughs> Facebook, The Repair Room Heels. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, The Repair Room Heels as well. Uh you can hit us up at um the repair room twenty twenty two at gmail.com. <clears throat> the website should be up within the next seven days, guys. Um uh, that's the repair room Listen, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Diego and she is
1: Portia Nicole. And stay tuned uh, for the day after Valentine's Day. Well, I don't know if it's going to be the day after Valentine's Day because, again, we are in Mexico and then we leave on Tuesday to travel home. So we're just going to go ahead and say Wednesday because you guys do expect us to... Deliver you guys these podcasts When we say we are going to do it And when we don't you guys look for it So I don't want to give you a deadline That I know that we're not going to make But my honey doesn't know that for The lovers edition which is what I'm calling it On Valentine's Day We are going to tell you guys our love story We are going to do something for love You know y'all know we want to be all up in our business and want to know everything (laughs) Okay (laughs) Okay I deal with this all day every day Um, But that's something for you guys to look forward to Next week and then we are getting Back to um, the F in Marriage series because you Guys are holding out waiting on That so we had some Very pressing topics that we had to kind of Just hone in on really quickly Why you in my business Uh, Our broken men which we will definitely Circle back and that'll probably lead into something Much greater as far as the repair Room is concerned so stay tuned for that But for the lovers edition That's what's going down He didn't know but now he know Thank y'all for hanging out with us (laughs) Um, Happy birthday to me I love him God loves y'all and us all Amen Have a great day (laughs) Bye